Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, our Attorney General in the Biden administration, Merrick Garland, is an existential threat to the Constitutional Republic right now. Um, I, I'm serious. The guy's the threat to liberty and freedom uh, by this guy, Merrick Garland, Aragino, Attorney General in name only, um, is getting serious. He pulled another one of his stunts and scams yesterday. Uh, this is this guy's making Eric Holder uh, look like a straight lay straight shooter. He's weak. He's pathetic. He is the king of the useful idiots, Merrick Garland. And he's going to cause everlasting damage to this country if he's not impeached or he doesn't resign soon. I got a lot to get to today. That uh, Saki blowing it again. DeBalzio blowing it up in New York and the right wing echo chamber. What the hell is that? Axios losing their mind. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect. Your data from big tech today. Get a VPN. Use the VPN I trust. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. And I also want to ask the question today during the show. I've got some video that emerged yesterday. What in Hades is going on with Dan Crenshaw, Republican congressman from Texas? I, 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 just, I just don't get it. A lot of false prophets out there, folks. Um, and I'm really getting disappointed. He was very nice to my... Took a nice picture with uh, my daughter. We were in the Fox Green Room like three, four years ago. A nice enough guy, you know. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, some service to the country that uh, that that's worth acknowledging. Some uh, impressive service to the country, but that doesn't absolve you of doing the right thing. And uh, I'll get to that later. I think it's going to disappoint you a little bit, but it's worth talking about. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, let's go. It, it, there you go. It is December 7th, and Joe being a, a you know, a, 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 a Mm -hmm. it appreciates the military as deeply yes, as I do family members. Uh, we do have to acknowledge the Patriots who gave their lives at Pearl Harbor. Uh, one of the largest attacks on American soil in U S history um, to all of the men and women and their families. We will never forget um, December 7, 1941, all of those Patriots who gave their lives and uh, to advance the principles of freedom and Liberty and defeat Nazism and fascism around the world. We thank you for your service. December 7th. A day that will live in infamy, as was said. Okay, I'm um, getting back to the story I initially opened the show with. Folks, Merrick Garland, I'm not kidding, is an existential threat to liberty and freedom. The man is, the problem he has, uh, in contrast to Eric Holder, who was the worst attorney general in U.S. history prior to Merrick Garland, and Merrick Garland's only been in office for less than a year, is, is Holder... At one point, holders seemed at least mildly politically concerned with what would happen, at least within the Democrat Party. Garland is a weak, pathetic loser. This guy is a loser. I had Jim Jordan on my show, radio show, last week as a guest, and he told me they are now looking into Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice and that school board letter scandal the National School Boards Association, remember the letter they sent to the Department of Justice yeah. demanding parents be investigated like domestic terrorists for showing up at school boards and complaining about CRT? Jordan's team has evidence that the school board letter may have been the new dossier. In other words, Garland's Department of Justice had already committed to investigating parents as domestic terrorists and weaponizing their law enforcement abilities, and they just needed the school board to provide the letter to give this thing a facade and a patina of credibility. That is an incredibly serious story I will stay on. But Garland has been all over the scandal sphere from the moment this guy got in office. Here's the latest breach right here. Merrick Garland, this disgusting, weak, pathetic, useful idiot, weaponizing his power and weaponizing the race argument to now help more Democrats get elected to Congress. Watch this video. Just quick. There's a little teaser here. 
This is Merrick Garland now suing the state of Texas, weaponizing the DOJ, claiming he doesn't like their congressional map because it may favor Republicans. So Merrick Garland's now a full-time political activist. He's running a PAC, DOJ PAC, the DOJ Political Action Committee. He's basically donating in kind to Democrats right here. Check out this video. Here's Garland. Uh, Today, the Justice Department has filed suit against the state of Texas for violating Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. As the Supreme Court has observed, a core principle of our democracy is that, quote, voters should choose their representatives, not the other way around, close quote. Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act requires that state voting laws, including laws that draw electoral maps, provide eligible voters with an equal opportunity to participate in the democratic process and elect representatives of their choosing. The complaint we filed today alleges that Texas has violated Section 2 by creating redistricting plans that deny or abridge the rights of Latino and black voters to vote on account of their race, color, or membership in a language minority group. This guy is the single most corrupt attorney general. This weak, pathetic grotesquity, this useful idiot in the attorney general's office doesn't even care anymore about the political ramifications of appearing to be a political hack. Thank the Lord this loser is not on the Supreme Court. My gosh, I'm no McConnell guy, but that may be the greatest move Mitch McConnell ever made, blocking this corrupt, useful idiot from the Supreme Court. Notice what he does there. He uses a fake discrimination argument to sue the state of Texas because he doesn't like Texas's congressional map. But notice who's not in that lawsuit. All of the blue states who have uh, gerrymandered their states to death. And Joe saying yes, because Joe lives in Maryland and Joe knows where I'm going with this. So for those of you who are in, notice who's not in the lawsuit. He sues one of the biggest Republican state out there, Texas. He sues them over their map, but he doesn't sue Maryland where I ran for office. Put up the picture of Maryland, if you don't mind. This is from Maryland Matters. Here's Maryland's congressional map, folks. They call District 3 in Maryland, if you can even find it on this map, if you want to look at it, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. They call District 3 in Maryland, which Joe knows well, they call it the salamander. Now, if you can even find the contiguous nature of District 3 in Maryland, good luck. Now, they carved Maryland up to death. You know how I know this? Because I ran. You see that Western Maryland district, the sixth? That used to be a blood red district. It was contiguous. It covered the Western Maryland, the Western and the mountains out there, all the way over to Carroll County. Well, what did they do? They cut it south into occupied Montgomery County, which is like communist, to make sure they got rid of that Western Maryland seat. They're trying to do the same thing in District 1 on the Eastern Shore right now to get rid of Andy Harris, the only Republican member of Congress in the state of Maryland, which has a 7-1 delegation. But notice, notice that's not in the lawsuit. Why? Because Merrick Garland is a pathetic political activist fraud who's running DOJ PAC. Don't ever forget that. DOJ PAC, the Department of Justice Political Action Committee, is being run by now by this grotesquity in the White House who targeted parents with his DOJ, may have known about it in advance, may have used the National School Board letter as a dossier and a pretext, and is now trying to sue the state of Texas to make sure that Democrats have a chance at holding Congress in the 2022 midterms. The man is disgusting. I can't say enough negative things about this grotesque human being, this weak, pathetic human being. Oh, Dan, you're mad at Merrick Garland. Yeah, yeah, I am. The attorney general is supposed to be a nonpartisan actor working on behalf of law enforcement interests for the citizens of the United States. He's not supposed to be a two bit hack political action committee, a chairman running an activism operation for the Democrat Party. It is it does show how desperate they are. You're right, because they know how 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 vapid their entire movement is. Keep your eye on this guy, folks. It is going to get worse as the Biden administration goes down and down and down in credibility. This man is the useful idiot right now. This weak, sniveling, pathetic, you hear him up on Capitol Hill? The pathetic. Speak up, chump!
probably be knocking at my door next. Don't care. Double-barreled, family-friendly, middle finger. Loser. Now, Garland notices doing nothing about the explosive revelations in Miranda Devine's new book, Laptop from Hell, about Hunter Biden. Doing nothing about that, the DOJ and the Attorney General, because Merrick Garland's not a serious human being. He's a useful idiot. He is there as a protection racket, insulating the corrupt Biden family from the explosive allegations in this book that Hunter Biden had extensive business ties to foreign enemies of the United States and that his dad, Joe Biden, the sitting president right now, was involved. So finally, an act of journalism yesterday from the terrific New York Post. They were in the press room yesterday. Um, and a, well, a colleague, I should say, Miranda Devine was in the press room. And ask Peppermint Patty Saki about the explosive revelations about Hunter Biden's corrupt foreign business dealings with his dad overseas. Watch Saki. She didn't like this question. And she says something interesting here. She says, well, Hunter Biden's not a government employee. Oh, really? Uh, Don Jr. wasn't a government employee either. And I don't recall Don Jr. being left alone by the press because Don Jr. wasn't a government employee. Kind of weird how that's now the new criteria. Despite the fact that whether he was a government employee or not, Hunter Biden's irrelevant because his dad had intermingled his own business interests, including a checking account. Here, you doubt me? Watch Peppermint lose her mind because she doesn't get an ass-kissing question from her usually acolytic crowd there in the press room. Check this out. My colleague Miranda Devine has a new book out called uh, The Laptop from Hell. And I was hoping that you could confirm that the laptop is indeed authentic. Um, and not Russian disinformation, as you seem to suggest on Twitter last year. Well, uh, on the first, uh, the president's son is not an employee of the federal government, so I'd point you to his representatives. And as it relates to the book, I have neither, neither had the time nor interest in exploring or reading the book. Go ahead, the Tina. Son's attorney go ahead, Tina. I, I think I answered your question. Go ahead. You, you can go to the representative of the person who's not an employee of the federal government. Go ahead, Tina. I think we have to move on. Go ahead. You want to, now do you understand why... Upwards of between 70 to 90 percent of conservatives and Trump supporters completely gaff off, you know, the media. Where's the rest of the media asking these questions? When Don Jr., who was not a government employee either, when his father, Donald Trump Sr., was president of the United States, Don Jr. became a daily target of investigations and media inquiries. So did other members of the family, some who were, some who weren't members of the uh, White House staff. But now all of a sudden there's a new criteria and the media is not interested at all. Well, Hunter's not a government employee, despite the fact that their business interests were intermingled. These people are total phonies, folks, fakes and frauds. And what's Merrick Garland doing about it? The answer is Merrick Garland's doing jack squat because Merrick Garland is too busy running DOJ pack trying to get more congressmen from the Democrat Party elected in the great state of Texas because that's who he is. He is a useful idiot useful to the socialist propagandists on the left. Yeah, Don was a he the was kids. A, he was a punching bag, Dan. Oh, every day. Yeah. Up on Capitol Hill. I can't say this enough though. Thank you. Thank I am not a huge McConnell guy, that's obvious. But thank you for keeping Garland, this grotesquity, off the Supreme Court where we'd have to deal with this idiot for the rest of his life. All right. Speaking of idiots, unintentional segue there. Did you see DeBalzio yesterday? <laughs> Covered on my radio show. News broke after the show. The mayor of New York, uh, um, a communist mayor, Mil De, uh, Bill de Blasio, uh, de Blasio. He is uh, just days from leaving office. Uh, he was not eligible to run for re-election. So Eric Adams is now the mayor-elect. will be taking over in, uh, what is it, three days, two days, uh, a couple days from now. Um, <clears throat> so before he leaves office, uh, DeBalzio thought it would be a good idea to institute a vaccine mandate citywide for the private sector, which will not stand in court. will get blown out of court. But DeBalzio couldn't leave without burning the city to the ground. This is the Nero of our time. So he gives a goofy, uncomfortable speech yesterday. The background noise is part of his video. It's not ours. Joe did the best he could. But this is kind of like what meant to be one of those like candid moments. Look, it's Bill DeBalzio walking around the street talking about the vaccine. Mandate. I know it's DeBalzio. It's DeBalzio on this show. So you'll hear a little bit of background noise, but here's the Balzio saying, hey, man, this is all about just making people safe, making people safe. Really? That's fascinating because he didn't really seem to care about making people safe with his lockdowns and everything else. Well, none of that stuff worked and he did it again. Check out the Balzio. Omicron's here. Winter's coming. We got to go even farther. Today in New York City, we announced a mandate. All private sector employers 
must have their employees vaccinated by December 27th. This is what's going to keep us safe. This is the kind of thing we need to do now, not just here, but everywhere, so we can leave COVID behind once and for all. Now, folks, I want to dispel a few myths about this because I, I follow intensely. It's my job. Preparation for the show is my job. Your, your job is your job. Uh, my job is mine. I'm here to make your life and analyzing the current political climate easier. You all have, I have an easy job. I talk for a living. You all are the engineers, the pilots, the carpenters, the electricians, the cops, the military folks. Those are real jobs, okay? My job's easy. I don't put myself in your class, all right? I don't. I mean it. I'm not trying to be silly about it. I mean it. You all do all the hard work. My job is to cut through the BS. But one of the things I do is I analyze a lot of these political trends by following some key accounts on social media. And one of the things I noticed is there's this, narrative building that, oh, you know, de Blasio is going out the door and he's just trying to burn the city to the ground. Yes, de Blasio has burned the city to the ground. We already get that. But that's not why he did this. I want to be crystal clear you understand this. Because a lot of people are like, well, my gosh, this vaccine mandate in New York City is going to be grossly unpopular. No, um, ladies and gentlemen, no, it isn't. That's the point. De Blasio wants to run for governor of New York State, which is laughable on its face. Because he has no chance of getting votes northwest and east of the city at all. He's hated out. He's even hated in New York City. The man has no chance at all. He'll get as many votes as he got for president, which is precisely zero. But de Blasio did this vaccine mandate precisely because it is popular. I know that's not what people want to hear. They want to hear, oh, there's going to be a mass outcry against this. Folks, there isn't. There's going to be a substantial number of liberty-loving patriots in New York City and New York State, and there are a lot of them. I grew up in New York. Believe me, there are a lot of them who are going to be upset. But I promise you, it is not going to be the majority in New York City. Folks, the people in New York City, large majorities of them, are leftist nuts. They want this. They love the tyranny. They love the lockdowns. They love the mandates. These are the same kids waltzing their five-year-olds in, begging them to get vaccinated. This is not unpopular. Don't buy the hype. Oh, he's burning it down. He's not burning anything down. What he's doing is burnishing his, his, his political credentials by kissing the left wing's ass in an attempt to get the nomination for the Democrat Party for the governorship. This is popular with them. They love the tyranny. I don't want you to be under any illusions otherwise. And why do I bring it up? I don't bring it up just to rip on the left. I bring it up. I don't talk about stories if I don't feel like I have some color to add to it. Because I'm telling you, if you live in New York City, folks, nothing is going to change. You have to move. I'm sorry to give you the bad news. But I get these emails all the time. I want to move. But folks, there's no buts anymore. No buts. You got to go. Nothing is going to change. De Blasio did this vaccine mandate because people want it in New York. You are surrounded by little mini tyrants. You've got to go. Don't believe this. He's doing it to burn the city. He's doing it because it's popular. That's the takeaway. Get away from these people as soon as you can. Move to places that respect your freedom and liberty and reinforce them. Liberals, don't come down here. Florida's closed. Conservatives, libertarians, Republicans, please, you're welcome. Get away from these people. This is not a mistake. The Blasio did not do it out of a sense of vengeance. Believe me, he's too calculating for that. Don't fall. Remember the Bongino rule. Give it 24 to 72 hours before you analyze these situations. The first take, the hot takes are typically wrong. Okay, let me get to my second sponsor. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. 
With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, so back to the show. So Axios, which is becoming just a sad parody now of a news site, they started out okay, and now we're just falling into the typical company line. You know, I heard something once. Uh, and it's true. I, I, I hear these things that stick with me forever. You know, one of them was that there are two kinds of people who see the world differently, the super rich and the super political. And you know what? As I got involved in politics and made a little money myself, yes, they're absolutely right. Super political people see everything differently because it's like their eyes are open to, the, uh, to what happens right in front of their eyes. I think of that Dirty Dancing movie when you start to see the bias in Hollywood and you see the waiter, Robbie, who's like the real turd burglar in the movies, total loser. And he comes up and he's like, read Ann Reen Fountainhead by Ann Rand, like trying to, the writer trying to shake it and whole abortion thing in there, right? You start to see messaging everywhere. The super rich see everything different too. They see everything different because they don't, they don't have want for anything. Whatever they want, they can just buy. We don't have that, regular folks like us, right? One other thing I was told is an organization that doesn't start out as explicitly conservative and right-leaning will always go farther and farther left. Axios is a perfect example of that. Axios has been going into the leftist nut domain for a long time now. Here is a ridiculous article. The article is about Rumble. As you know, I'm an investor in Rumble. They just won public in conjunction with CFVI. been talking about it on the show. Uh, this apparently troubles Axios, which headlines that the right wing is building its own echo chamber. Echo chamber. That's freaking hilarious. Echo chamber. Keep it, but this is Axios. Axios, who now has their lot in with CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, New York Times, Washington Post, USA Today, all the LA Times, Chicago Trib, uh, New York Daily News, all of these left-wing nut papers that in their own real echo chamber got America to believe a PP tape was real, Hunter Biden's laptop was fake. They got America to believe that through an echo chamber of stupid. And Axios is worried about Rumble and Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social, which is launching soon. He's worried that that's going to create an echo chamber. That's freaking hilarious, especially considering the fact that Rumble is, oh, it's a free speech platform. It's not a right-wing platform. You want to be a liberal post on Rumble? Go right ahead. Unlike you frauds at Axios and hypocrites, we're not echoing anything. We are echoing one thing. I take that back. We're echoing foundational principles of the Constitutional Republic and an allegiance to free speech, and I know that bothers you. You understand why Axios, these left-wing nuts, are so threatened by Rumble, True Social, Parlor, Getter, all of these platforms, you understand why that is? It is a threat to their messaging echo chamber philosophy. So what do they do? They blame you for what they're doing. Oh, the right's creating an echo chamber. No, we're creating a non-echo chamber. Get out of the echo chamber on the left, you idiots. A little bitter today, folks. Sorry, stories kind of got me a little bit annoyed. Yeah. I, I know. I mean, I don't mean to, but I, it's just so frustrating how... It's so obvious what's happening. The left has built a monopoly on left-wing, hardcore, hard-left messaging. They're so offended that free speech platforms out there have broken the monopoly that they go on attack mode and then they pretend that they're doing something benevolent. Oh, we're trying to prevent a right-wing echo chamber. You know what? Again, double-barreled, folks. Serious double-barreled. All right, moving on. Speaking of another person I'm a little annoyed with today. So I'm actually in a good mood, I promise. I'm not like, Dad, you're in a salty mood. No, I'm really not. I'm in a really good mood. I slept okay for the first time uh, last night. The, the Rona has finally like fully passed through me. Now the cough has even dissipated a bit. I only, only cough now when I laugh. By the way, if you get that Rona cough, it's a real pain in the butt. It like yeah, it keeps you up. It lasts uh, days after you're contagious. But a guy who really annoyed me this morning is this Congressman Crenshaw. Uh, he's obviously a Republican from Texas. You've probably seen him on the news, uh, which is ironic with Crenshaw because he does these flashy, splashy ads for these candidates that look like movies and stuff. And yet he's calling other people performers. Now, listen, with due respect to the man's service to the country, and I sincerely mean that, um, 
that does not absolve you of making the right decisions going forward. People serve the country honorably and then can go on and make a series of bad decisions later, i.e. Bob Mueller and others. I'm not comparing Crenshaw to Mueller. I'm simply suggesting that your prior service does not mean for the rest of your life you're bound to make the right decisions. People get corrupted. Unfortunately, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. But folks, this is an equal opportunity show here. Um, we pride ourselves on sticking to a set of foundational principles. And what is going on with Crenshaw? I just don't understand it. So this was some video taken at an event he did with uh, a congressional candidate, uh, Latrell. Uh, he did this event and he gets uh, he, he, the video, someone videos it and he's given this speech and he starts talking about and bashing for some bizarre reason. The Freedom Caucus members of Congress who are by far the most uh, have the highest degree of allegiance to foundational and constitutional principles. And he gives a pass. I'm not kidding. You'll hear it yourself to Adam Kinzinger. And then he just like makes it up that Kinzinger somehow is some kind of like bedrock Republican legislator. Clint Kinzinger, the guy who voted for the Trump impeachment. The loser who spends his entire day attacking Republicans. Here, listen to Crenshaw. And I ask again, what in Hades is going on with this guy? Talking about the performers versus the legislators. Check this out. I've been in Congress for almost three years now. There's two types of members in Congress. There's performance artists. And there's legislators. Now, the performance artists are the ones that get all the attention. They're the ones you think are more conservative because they know how to say slogans real well. They know how to recite the lines that they know that our voters want to hear. Let me tell you guys something. In the first two years of Trump's presidency, when Republicans were in control, when every single time we were voting on Donald Trump's agenda, who do you think was at the top of that list voting with Trump, and who do you think was at the bottom? A lot of names you would recognize were at the bottom of that list. A lot of names you would recognize are at the top of that list. Number two is probably going to make you cringe a little bit. It's Adam Kinsinger. Voted with Trump almost 99%. He was number two. You know who's at the bottom? Everybody in the Freedom Caucus. All of them. What you hear so often is not true. It's not true. We have grifters in our midst. Not here, not like in this room, that's not what I mean. I mean in the conservative movement. Lie after lie after lie because they know something psychologically about the conservative heart. We're worried about what people are going to do to, do to us, what they're going to infringe upon us. He just brought up a good point. I mean, he's like, I used to like this guy. So yeah, me too. I always default to liking a guy who's given so much for the country on the battlefield. But I did tell Gee day one, Gee's been here a while now. As long as Joe, Joe is the, uh, the, uh, Joe's the godfather of the operation and the capo as well. But Guy's been here a while now. Yeah. And Guy said to me, one of the first, he said we were watching a video together. It you know, plays during the show, most of them. And um, Guy said to me, Joe, he goes, you know, I remember one of the first days I was here, you warned me about this guy. I did. Huh. I did. Because I'm telling you, I'm tired of the all hat, no cattle, false prophets. Nothing Crenshaw said there is true. Nothing. Adam Kinzinger is some bedrock conservative legislator. So I went to the gold standard. Hear, hear me out on this. If you want to check the conservative bona fides of your legislator in Congress or the Senate, I use disclosure, I used to work there, but I have no financial arrangement with them whatsoever anymore. Joe, Joe remembers well where Joe did some work there too. Yep. Conservative Review has a thing called the Liberty Score. The Liberty Score, remember it. Conservative Review's Liberty Score. If you ever want to see if your congressman is a real patriot or a performer and a loser, just go to Liberty Score, Conservative Review, and just look them up. So I did just that because Dan Crenshaw says Kinzinger is some, like, what, bedrock legislator we should be looking up to? His Liberty Score out of 1 to 100 was an astounding 45%. 45. 
Joe, now you and I went to school in different eras, but was 45% ever passing when you went to school? Um, no, Dan, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Okay, thank you. I'm reasonably confident, even with the milking down now of educational standards, 45% is still failing. And you'll see Adam Kinzinger is a screenshot on now if you're watching on Rumble. Got an F, an F on the gold standard of congressional scoring, conservative reviews, Liberty score. So Crenshaw said something else. He said, and those Freedom Caucus members, you know, the Freedom Caucus, the Republicans who actually believe in the Constitution, they're at the bottom of the list, are they? So I just looked up a few. Here's Andy Biggs. He gets 100% Liberty score. That's an A. Yeah. There's Paul Gosar. He gets a 98%. That's an A. Let's go to some more. Here's Warren Davidson, Freedom Caucus member. He gets an A, 96%. I don't see Kinzinger anywhere in there. No. Uh, here are three more Freedom Caucus members. Jim Jordan, A, 94%. Jeff Duncan, A, 94%. Uh, Ken Buck, A, 94%. Yeah, no Kinzinger. So basically what I'm telling you is Crenshaw is full of stuff. It rhymes with hit. Thank you for your service, but you're lying. So you may say, well, Dan, he didn't say Kinzinger was a conservative because, again, unlike the left wing media, I do facts here. He said people who voted with Trump. Well, to give it a fair analysis, some of the legislative proposals that came through in the Trump era that Trump supported, a lot of them were spending bills that the Freedom Caucus is never going to support. So the Freedom Caucus and their alignment with the Trump presidency sometimes is low, not because the Freedom Caucus weren't conservative, but because they don't like deficit spending bills. Now, Crenshaw knows that. But again, Crenshaw's not dumb. Crenshaw thinks you're dumb. But here's the funny thing. Even when you take Crenshaw at what he said, Kinzinger was a 99% voter with Donald Trump. He was number two on the list. He was. I count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 Republican members. That's just at the top of the list who are before Kinzinger in voting with President Trump. And it was not 99%. He made that up. Folks, listen. We are never, ever going to fix this country if the people who hijack our brand become false prophets. I can't say this to you enough. Crenshaw is doing what the left does here. He knows he is, in fact, one of these false prophets. So he's turning it around and blaming it on conservative ink, which is stunning because how often have I warned you? Conservative ink is a real thing, but it's not who you think. The grifter class out there is real. I am begging you to see through it. There are people who really believe what they say. The Levins out there, the Tuckers out there, and then there's a class of grifters. This guy is one of them. Performers, he's the one doing the G.I. Joe videos. Again, due respect to the man's service. Don't take any of that away from him. But that it was a disgusting speech he should issue a full-throated apology for. Adam Kinzinger, that's your guy. That's that's the hill to die on, Adam Kinzinger. Someone should primary that guy. Stat. Stat. I did. I warned you about it. All right. Um, let me get to, uh, <coughs> excuse me. I just told you, like, the COVID cough was going away, too. Here's what I got coming up. Get to my next sponsor, but... Uh, Alan Bakari, who's a tech writer, has been warning for a long... He's a great tech writer at Breitbart. He's been warning about what's happening with Twitter with the new CEO. He's been warning about speech censorship for a while. I got a warning coming up for you around Twitter. Around Twitter. I'm telling you, I warned you last week. I'll never steer you wrong in the show. Get ready. They're coming for your account next. I promise. Okay. Quickly on this story, but uh, it's, a, it's another warning. So Jack Dorsey has stepped down as the CEO of Twitter. Folks, this is nothing to celebrate. The guy taking his place is even worse. Um, he is openly committed to, uh, he has said on his Twitter account that the first, or excuse me, not on his Twitter account, in an interview, that really their priority right now is not the First Amendment, but basically using tech to mold narratives going forward. Alan Bakari, a great writer at Breitbart, has been uh, reporting over the last few days 
the mass purge of a number of conservative Twitter accounts. He thinks, and I always put an asterisk here because he admits it's some speculation. He doesn't work at Twitter. But he thinks what happened is that Twitter's activating an old algorithm they use to basically mass purge conservative accounts. The evidence is right there. I'm begging you. Please, and I've been clear from the start. I don't spin your wheels. I put my money where my mouth is. I've invested in these things because I want to see them succeed. Rumble, locals. I'm not an investor in Truth Social, but uh, Rumble has a business relationship with them. Parler, please, Getter, go start accounts today. I'm humbly imploring you to do it. Some I have an interest in, some I don't. I want to see them all succeed. It is not about me rolling in the cash. I'm doing fine. Trust me. It is about you having a backup plan. Get on these accounts now. Start building your audience. That way, when Twitter comes for you in the next mass purge, what happens? You're like, double-barreled, doesn't matter. I already have backup accounts, Parler, Getter, Rumble, Locals. Locals, I'm almost at 100,000 followers on Locals. I'm at D. Bongino there already. I did a video last night. I'm working out if you want to see it on Locals. Go check it out. People are asking me for workout advice. I said, ah, best tip I ever got, working out. I put it on Locals last night. Go check it out. Also, please subscribe to Rumble. Look at look what Rumble's doing. It's blowing up. This is an actual screenshot from my phone of Rumble. Look at the views on the videos. 186,000, 146,000, 181,000, 179,000. Look at that. The numbers are through the roof. We have 1.95 million subscribers. Click that subscribe button at the top of Rumble. We have more subscribers than we do on YouTube. You can do it too. Start your own Rumble account. Start your own Parlor account, your own Locals account. Truth Social, when it opens up, start them all today. Please don't be left out in the dust. All right, moving on. I'm, I'm warning you, it's for our, all of our own good here. This is an important story, folks, and it's more evidence of an ongoing evergreen narrative I've been uh, working on with this show for a very long time. The evergreen narrative is this, that liberalism, the essence of liberalism is to destroy the poor uh, minority communities and the middle and lower middle class. I, you're probably like, Dan, are you getting this all wrong? The, the liberals told us that's conservatives. Yes, exactly. That's like Dan Crenshaw calling other people performers. No. The essence of liberalism is to decimate the middle class and the poor and destroy minority interests and their ability to, in, uh, to engage in a more prosperous future and economy. That is, it's conservatism that advances the real equity interests. <coughs> I show you stories like this all the time. Liberals love inflation. Who does inflation hurt? The poor. Doesn't hurt the rich. The rich just borrow cheap and buy stocks and invest it in their companies. The, 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 the uh, liberals are against school choice. School choice, that doesn't hurt the rich. The rich will just buy a school and send their kids there. It hurts the poor who are now stuck in sucky private schools. The liberals love government health care. What does that mean? Does that mean the rich are going to get stuck in government clinics? <laughs> you bought that? You know what the rich get? Concierge health care with private physicians that come to their house while you're stuck in a government dental clinic getting your teeth pulled without Novocaine. Liberalism is the suck. Everything they do makes your life suck more if you're poor. I am telling you, this is a fact. Stop getting suckered. Here's another piece of evidence adding to how liberalism does the most damage to the poor. Wall Street Journal piece. Squaring up to defend mathematics. What? Who's defending? We got defending math now? No, yeah, they are. Here's what happened. Liberals have been engaged in a war on math. Why? Because liberals are failing in public schools. They can't teach minority kids how to do math. We lag way behind competitively in math and reading around the world. So instead of taking the blame and blaming the teachers unions who are really at fault for this, what are they doing? Liberals blame the process and they say, what? Yep, you guessed it, Joe. Math is racist. Definitely the math. The math is racist, folks. Yep. So they're now engaged in a war on math. Thankfully, some smarter liberals are starting to say to themselves now, wait, 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 wait. We're now going to dumb down standards and make kids who are struggling struggle even more by not letting, you know, not giving them anything to achieve. Yes. So they wrote a letter and said, hey, this is stupid. 
This is a group of, by the way, liberals and left-leaning folks, maybe a few right-leaning folks, folks, uh, first. But they're saying, hey, this is stupid. Here's from the Wall Street Journal. They wrote, this is supposed to advance, quote, equity. But in addition to damaging America's global competitiveness, the letter says, the decline of rigorous math in public schools may lead to a de facto privatization of top-tier instruction and harm students with fewer resources. Amen, brothers and sisters. What's going to happen now? Rich and upper middle class kids are going to evacuate public schools that don't do math the right way anymore because they want equity in math scores, right? And they're going to go where? To private schools, effectively privatizing high-level math instruction, making the rich kids smarter in the end. Maybe they don't have more aptitude, but they'll have more achievement. And then all of a sudden, leaving the poor kids behind. Folks, the evidence is everywhere. Liberalism is a cancerous, disgusting rot to humankind. It burns down everything it touches, but the rich can protect themselves against liberalism and the poor can't. He, you want more proof? Here's a Statista article about where inequality, which states have the highest degree of inequality. You'll notice something. This is Statista research from September of 2021. Puerto Rico at the top, run by Democrats. New York, second, run by Democrats. District of Columbia, third, run by Democrats. Connecticut, fourth, run by Democrats. And you get Louisiana, Mississippi, which have a Republican bent, even though one of them has a Democrat governor. Then what do you have next? California, run by Democrats. All above the average for inequality in the United States and inequality. Kind of weird. New York and California, bastions of liberalism, have managed to have some of the highest degrees of inequality around the entire country. Don't you find that weird? Well, you shouldn't find it weird if you read this next story. It'll be in my newsletter today from Fox that, quote, New York blue sta- and blue states rank as the least free as red states stand out in personal and economic freedom. They did a freedom and liberty survey. Who was at the bottom? New York, Hawaii, California, and other blue states. Who was at the top? New Hampshire and Florida as the most free states. Conveniently, both doing economically very well and have a good degree of equality while, Flo- while uh, New York and California get crushed. Usual suspects every single time. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing they are telling you is true. Liberalism is a lie bathed in another lie wrapped in misinformation. Please stop falling for it. Please. Okay, before I get to my uh, next story, a big congratulations to Devin Nunes. Soon to be former congressman. What? What happened? Did he lose a seat? No, he didn't lose a seat. He would have won. They're trying to redistrict him out, but he would have won pretty handily, I believe, even in his new district. Post-millennial, breaking Devin Nunes to become CEO of Trump's media group. Big congratulations. Devin Nunes is the perfect man for the job. Donald Trump's new media group with his new Truth Social, his uh, new competitor to Twitter, which will be launching soon. And when it's ready, I encourage everyone to jump on board. Devin Nunes is going to be the new CEO of that company. Talk about a guy who gets it. Um, Very good pick. Beautiful job. Well done. Uh, New CEO, soon to be Devin Nunes. The only downside is we're going to lose his voice in Congress. He was one of the good ones. Um, His legacy will be having cracked the Spygate case wide open and having predicted the uh, growth of a parallel economy early on. Seriously, read his book. He talked about the need for a parallel economy a long time ago. Congrats to Devin Nunes. All right, let me get to my last sponsor and then coming up a poll which should scare the living daylights out of Democrats. And it explains perfectly, perfectly soup to nuts why people like Brian Stelter, the coffee boy at CNN and the media are so panicked about the attacks on Kamala Harris by the media. They're panicked because there's no backup plan. She was the bullpen. Bring the righty out. She was the bullpen. There's no bullpen. This is why they're so paranoid. Okay, uh, last sponsor today, our friends at GenuCell. And then I see email about GenuCell yesterday. It's a Christmas and holiday season, everyone. Time for gift giving, parties with friends and family, and looking years younger with compliments everywhere you go. Thanks to our friends at GenuCell. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package is 60% off at GenuCell.com. Treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those troubling, droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even sagging jawline disappear. Right before your eyes with GenuCell's classic collection. With its immediate effects, see results in less than 12 hours. Guaranteed or your money back. I got to tell you, GenuCell's an amazing brand. 
formulated by a compounding pharmacist in New Jersey, and the products are remarkable. Paula loves them, so does my mother-in-law, Miriam. If you're gar- <coughs> excuse me, and you're guaranteed to get your GenuCell in time for the holidays since every product is made here in the great old USA. Order now, and you'll get a complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix world-class microdermabrasion treatment, cleanser, and toner. Makes the perfect holiday stocking stuffer. Visit GenuCell.com now. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com now and enter my special promo code, Dan40, that's Dan40, for an additional $40 off. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. Can't beat that. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, promo code Dan40, that's Dan40. Thanks, GenuCell. Okay, so this poll should scare the living daylights out of every single Democrat out there. Despite what I would still see as biased media coverage trying to defend the failed Biden, Garland, Harris administration and these useful idiots in the White House and Department of Justice, despite running a Praetorian Guard protection racket for Biden 24 hours a day. Shockingly, Tip Insights just ran a poll. Here's a headline. Tip Paul Stunner. Just 22% of Americans want Joe Biden to run for president again. Again, my question here, who the hell are those 22%? Here, it gets even worse. This is from yesterday, December 6, 2021. As mentioned, Biden was named by just 22% of those asked who they wanted to run in the next election cycle. While only 12%, 12, that's one, two, Mentioned Vice President Kamala Harris, whose abrasive style, lack of preparation, and revolving door personal changes have drawn criticism, even from formerly friendly Democrats and the left-leaning media. Now do you see what... Yeah, where are the... Right, good point. He says, where are the 12% who want Harris to run? Folks, this is a disaster. This is not trouble. This is not big trouble. This is an apocalyptic, cataclysmic disaster for the left. They have no chance right now with their current bullpen, Biden and Harris, of winning in the next election. Say no chance. Anything can happen. But they are in real significant trouble right now. Now do you understand why yesterday's segment with Brian Stelter, how the coffee boy at CNN, why he's so concerned about the media telling the truth about Biden and Harris? You see why now? Look, CNN put out a newsletter yesterday. It's by Oliver Darcy, who uh, that's he's the coffee boy for the coffee boy. So Stelter gets coffee for Zucker, right? Darcy gets coffee for Stelter. So he's like the vice president coffee boy. They put out a newsletter yesterday saying that the White House is now quietly trying to reshape economic coverage. They had some conversation trying to get reporters to do propaganda instead of their jobs. Why? Because of what I told you yesterday, they're starting to understand that the negative coverage of Kamala Harris is de, is, is de facto negative coverage of the president. Why? Well, obviously because she works in the administration, but because she's their only candidate, they have lined up for the next election. They have no bullpen at all. They have nothing. So Stelter and them are trying to alter the coverage to make sure they can try to turn the tide to give Harris a kind of nicer path out there to run for 2024 by trying to say, hey, be a real shame if you destroyed Harris's chances, right? You get it? That's what's happening right now behind the scenes. And showing you how character-free the coffee boy and the sub-coffee boy, the vice presidential coffee boy, Darcy and them are. Folks, I have not covered the Chris Cuomo scandal because I candidly don't care. One, it's all over the news. I I don't like to waste your time. I get an hour, a little bit under an hour with you every day. My goal was always, remember Joe, our original stated mission of the show, we wanted to have you be able to go to work, come home from work or on a lunch break, get everything you needed to know. We felt were important in that day and we think it'd be important to you. Right. So I don't waste your time. What is, who cares about Chris Cuomo? But I'll say this, and it may be an unpopular opinion. Chris Cuomo's a moron. No, I mean it. He's a moron. Like he's really, he's just a jerk. He's not a nice guy. He is a uh, gamer. And I don't think he has an ounce of principle in him. But I got to tell you, it's pretty pathetic that Brian Stelter kissed this guy's butt at CNN while he was there when Cuomo had this, the highest rated show they have on CNN, which isn't really saying much. It's like being the tallest guy, you know, (laughs) you know, 
in, in a village of infants, right? Look at me. I got all these infants. I'm seven feet tall. The infants are, I mean, seriously. I'm sorry, I'm five feet tall. A bunch of the infants, right? Stelter, who kissed Chris Cuomo's ass the entire time he was at CNN. The minute things broke bread for Cuomo, look what he does. Look at his Daily Wire headline. CNN's Brian Stelter dunks on fired Chris Cuomo, says he caused so many headaches, and CNN staffers were very unhappy. Listen, Joe, man. Good buddy. You and I go back a ways. <laughs> yeah. Guy code, man, right? Don't you? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, really, bro? I Listen, I've had coworkers throughout my life, the NYPD and Secret Service, who've gotten in trouble. They do something wrong. You're like, you know what? I'll have to face the consequence. You don't go out in public and start piling on and no. bashing on them. No. I mean, there's like a guy code. You know what I mean? Look at this punk, the coffee boy. What a loser. Meanwhile, keep in mind, the coffee boy, who's a laughing stock in the media. Remember him making fun of Mark Levin because he did because Mark Levin said there was a FISA warrant on Trump. Never apologized for that. No. Promoting Avenatti, the PP hoax, the Hunter Biden's laptop story was fake. This a-hole, Stelter, is dunking on Cuomo. What a character-free loser! Waits till he gets out. Waits uh, waits until he gets out the door. What a piece of garbage! Shows you exactly who the yeah, the eunuch is at CNN. CNN should put that loser on at 9 o'clock and watch him get annihilated in the ratings. Tells you everything you need to know about Brian Stelter. One last thing before I go. Folks, I know we don't cover a lot of foreign policy on this show. Keep your eyes on Ukraine. The situation with the Russians on the eastern front of Ukraine amassing an invasion force now seems critical. I bring it up because regardless of your position, if we should intervene or not, should uh, Ukraine be admitted to NATO, regardless of your position on that, what Russia does will have very real impacts on the United States. Very real impacts because China's watching too. I would expect not too long after the Olympics happen that if Russia does invade Ukraine, that you'll likely see a Chinese invasion of Taiwan as well. Why does that affect you? Well, outside of just the geopolitical security ramifications, watch what will happen to international markets. Keep your eyes on it. That Ukraine situation is getting critical. And it shows you Biden made a lot of critical mistakes, especially with that Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which he should have never approved. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you catch my radio show a little later. And please go subscribe to my Rumble account. Rumble.com slash Bongino. We're almost at 2 million subscribers. I really appreciate all your support. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.